Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another fine edition of the Franken Culture Frankensteiner Wrestling Podcast. As always, I am your host, Marty. It's been a little bit since we recorded last. Kind of had like life come all at us all at once. Finally, I think I finished unpacking, even though I look over and I can still see boxes that aren't unpacked. But house is completely moved into, started furnishing it, doing things with life in the new house. It's exciting. Katie is still taking a, a semi-retired wrestling sabbatical or whatever have you. We miss her. We still talk to her, but she's a lot of anger. A lot of anger pent up in that poor girl. Poor Pezza bosoms. But as always, I have good old reliable, good old faithful. The big red dog is still with us. Cliff, it's been a while. How have you been? It has been a long time. A long, long time. It has been amazing, though. I'm not going to lie to you. There's been a lot of stuff going on, a lot of fun things happening. Like, you know, I took a couple vacations, and so now we're back. You know, had some interesting things happen at our house as well. Plus, you know, rumor has it that we're supposed to have some kind of, you know, hurricane coming through here, but it is what it is. Oh, yeah. Whatever. But, yeah, it's been an adventure. Yeah. So, yeah, Hurricane Florence is knocking at both of our doors pretty much this coming up a couple days i'm going to have a bunch of rain and then it's going to go north to you again and you're going to have some rain and it's going to be fun so uh i guess we can just uh kick off with uh some of the things uh since it's been a while it's been like what two two three weeks that since we've last done this i can't even i don't even remember honestly it's been a minute i guess we've been a long time we can get into, uh, let's just talk about Hell in a Cell right quick. Let's just uh, briefly go over what's, what's happening with Hell in a Cell, uh, storylines leading to that. Uh, first thing is we're going to give it the prime position that it deserves, which is AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Uh, they're battling out for the WWE Championship. Um, definitely, probably the best feud going into the pay-per-view, in my opinion. And it's about time, you know, too. I don't know, man. I think, to me, it's, it, it's one of the best. I think it's second best on the card. As far as, like, story goes, like, pushing it wise, I think, it's just, I think it's the second best on there. I just really couldn't dub it as the best right now, just honestly. I mean, it's, the, it's like the best. Uh, comparative, comparing it to the past AJ Styles matches, feuds that we've had, so far this year with him being basically stuck in a kind of weird feud with Shinsuke and that just kind of just instantly transitioned into you know Samoa Joe I cuz I can't think if he had another one in between I don't think so Mm-mm. I don't remember <laughs> but I mean let's uh, coming off a kind of lackluster and underwhelming feud with Shinsuke Samoa Joe's feud with AJ has been a breath of fresh air. Like I'm, I'm enjoying it. I like how it got personal because we know these guys know each other. They've battled before in TNA slash impact slash NWA slash GFW slash whatever the hell it is now. Uh, <laughs> they battled a lot. They battled for years in, in that brand. So bringing it to this main stage, I feel I don't know. I just, I really, it's a breath of fresh air to me. And it, it doesn't seem 
crappy. No, you're right. I, I would have to agree. You know, the funny thing is, is like, we expected like a whole bunch of good stuff to come from the Shinsuke Nakamura uh, like storyboard, but it just yeah. it never happened. Like we had great matches, like the WrestleMania match with okay. And then after that, after whatever backlash judgment day, whatever the next pay-per-view was, was pretty good. And they kind of grew and grew and grew. But yeah, this, I think this feud is the feud that we've been like looking for, because like you said, we've, We've watched AJ Styles and Samoa Joe before on other wrestling networks, but now like seeing them brought to the front stream and WWE, it's like, like AJ Styles' character got refreshed, which definitely needed to happen because unfortunately for him, he was kind of getting stale. Let's be honest. I mean, it's the same thing, him and Shinsuke in a dick kicking match. And then all of a sudden, like, here comes Samoa Joe and attacks him from behind. And we we're just like, holy cow. And then they have their match. And now we're seeing that keep pushing forward you know and then aj styles even aj styles like on the pay-per-view man he was like you know i'm sorry because he's bleeding and stuff and he's telling his little girl like i'm sorry like getting real personal and then like now we fast forward to hell in a cell and we have this other match that's gonna ha be happening so yeah i definitely it's one of his better feuds i definitely agree with that i just like overall in the overarching picture i think it just takes second place to me still i'll still stand by that <laughs> so with that being hopefully the main event, I don't know. I feel like maybe it won't main event with Roman and Braun being there. But um, so let's just go in. What you think the what 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 is your favorite feud going into this kind of lackluster pay per view? The to be honest, man, the Charlotte Becky Lynch feud is definitely the one that I'm excited about. I think that's the top feud. It just has so many cool elements to it that just made that made smackdown's women's top roster i don't want to say the whole roster just the top the main main of a few it just made it that much better and there's just certain aspects of it that you just can't deny right so becky lynch quote unquote turning heel and then somebody on twitter aka road dog i'm not gonna mention any names saying that you know we read the story wrong and that's not the story you're trying to portray then you're a terrible storyteller if that's what you're really trying to portray but more importantly, it's just Becky's character. It's just this badass chick who's just continually, she's getting the better of Charlotte every time they turn around. And it, even at Hell in a Cell, if she doesn't come out as the champ, if she wins and they win by DQ or whatever happens, it's, it's just going to make Becky Lynch that much stronger. I, even if she loses, like I said, if she loses, unless it's like a clean loss in the center of the ring, she's always going to continue to look like a badass. So just to me, I think that's the top feud right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I agree that that feud has been, like, on fire. No no pun with straight fire, Becky. But the heel turn was needed. I know everyone was like, Charlotte needs to turn heel. But I think with Becky... It, it opened up a whole new side of the character that was kind of needed. Like, don't get me wrong. I loved Becky as a heel underdog babyface, working her way up and everything. The storyline with Carmella and then Charlotte inserting herself after coming back from, you know, breast surgery. It, 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 it's made its transition work. And it's, it's just it's put the storyline is good storytelling with this, but with the fact that so many people are clamoring for Becky to be the face and Charlotte to be the heel, I just, I don't know. It, it's hard. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, I don't know who's ruining it. 
because I like Becky as a heel. I get it. I get the frustration and everything. But the way, like, some of the things that she's, it was written in script for her to deliver promos and everything, whoever's writing that stuff for her, they really need to be kicked in the throat because for her to say that the fans weren't behind her the whole entire time was bull. I mean, I didn't want to see a, I don't know if I would have been okay with a Charlotte heel turn. I don't know. Charlotte's good as a heel. It's probably one of the best heels that we have, if not the best. But I, I don't. Mm. I'm excited. So for the... I think. So I like Charlotte as a heel. I do like her as a face too. I just she's a bland face, unfortunately. Like I think that's kind of like where you're trying to kind of head. She's yeah. a great heel. I just think that she being a heel, but Becky Lynch is like a way better heel. She's a great face. Don't get me wrong, but she's a way better heel. Like, I'm like, holy cow, like, this was something that, one, I didn't even know I wanted, but two, now that I have it, I'm like, this just needs to happen and just stay this way. Like, I was talking about it the other day with Anthony, and I was like, and we were talking, you know, about wrestling and stuff, and I was like, I really just like the fact that Becky Lynch is a tweener. Like, she just needs to be a tweener. Like, she'll beat up a face, she'll beat up a heel, she doesn't care, she just wants what's hers, right? And which ultimately is the SmackDown women's title. And I just think that the character that she is right now, it's very, it's very Stone Cold-ish. It's kind of like a throwback to Stone Cold. Yes, I feel the quiet. same way. Yes, I, I prefer, I would prefer if Becky bounced between face and heel. I guess antics. I mean, she's going to get cheered no matter what. And Charlotte, she hasn't been receiving all of the boos, but... Becky is clearly still the fan favorite in this feud, which isn't good for people like Road Dog, who are apparently writing this. So I, I don't know. I'm interested to see what this matchup is like. I, I always love what Charlotte puts out as a wrestler, face or heel. Becky, same. She always they they put on great matches. So this, I feel like, has very little room to fail. I don't think it's going to. I think it's probably going to steal the show because of the oh, fact yeah. that it, it's, it's just SmackDown isn't a good place right now. I really like where SmackDown is. Um, it's definitely like, and it's funny that we agree that the top two feuds for Hell in a Cell is ultimately on SmackDown because we, I'm pretty sure that if we talked about it, our third favorite match is probably going to stay on SmackDown as well. And then like after that, we might see a Raw match, but. I'll, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll switch right over to that. Let's um, personally, my next feud that I'm excited to watch at Hell in a Cell is Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. I think this is a way better version of what they try to do, not this past Mania, but the Mania before with Nikki and John versus Mike and Maurice. I think this is way better because I like this feud. I just. What I don't like about it is the fact that Brie Bella, not that I want to knock Brie, right? It's just that she's on both shows and I, I can't deal with it. Like, I don't like her on SmackDown and Raw. Like, it's got to be one or the other. Like, I understand, oh, yeah. you know, they're there. Like, she's there to stand with her sister. But then the next night she's there with Daniel. Like, yo, Nikki, I'm sure. You know, and it's funny, Nikki can handle her own and then let Brie run with daniel like she's not a free agent don't put this free agency shit out there sorry mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. but it ultimately she just needs to be on smackdown to be with her husband and then nikki can do her own thing right on raw yeah just, no great agree split them up 
Brie, I think, would work better on SmackDown solo. Nikki can work better on Raw solo. I agree. I don't even really care for Nikki that much. But even with, like, how weird the main event was this past Tuesday with Brie versus Maurice, it makes it the way it was delivered made sense to me. Like, I liked it. I liked them showing, like, the cowardice and everything, being really heelish and everything. It fit the tactic really well. It didn't have to be a wrestling match to fit or to build up the match Sunday at Hell in a Cell. And I thought it was very well executed for what little wrestling there actually was. Uh, speaking of that, speaking of that main event, like, two parts that I had... So there was one part I really had a big issue with, and it was a part that was actually brought up on another podcast. And then when I went back and watched, I really like, I was like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. But then the other part was kind of something just kind of off script, right? So the part that I had the biggest problem with was when Daniel Bryan accidentally knocked out Brie, right? Um, for spoiler for you guys who didn't watch SmackDown, it happened. Oops. But then like she popped back up, like nothing happened. Like she just went back in the ring and she just beat the crap out of Maurice. And I was like, you were just out like a couple minutes ago. You were selling that you were out. And then also you're like, nope, I'm fine. I'm going to run this ring and beat the crap out of, out of Brie. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not, that's not a thing. You, you definitely should probably either A, still be down and then slowly get back in the ring, but you definitely should be popping back up. And there's like, I'm back in at 100%. Here I go. Like it should have, I, I think she probably should have sold that a little bit more. But the other part that kind of caught me off guard was, you notice the part where Brie locked in the yes lock and then Miz pulled her out and when he pulled her out she dropped pretty hard oh yeah no that was oh I was I gasped a little bit I'm like oh you're about to get fucked and Miz and you saw Miz's face was like it was like that was was a bump Randy Orton yeah when Randy Orton uh dropped uh sing on the announcer table he made that face same exact thing. Oh, it was just like this was. was like, oh, ooh. <laughs> that, that, the Brie, Brie is a champ, man. She took that bump like a fucking pro. And I mean, it it, it, it made me gasp. And I was like, oh, damn, it's about to fuck you. Oh, <laughs> no, that's the reason why I like this. I like this feud because of just the way it's been building. And I, I love Maurice. I love Brie. Bless her heart for trying to get back in the ring. You know, I know she's got a busy schedule. She just got done with a pregnancy like a year ago. Maurice, can we talk about how great she looks for being five months removed from pregnancy? Yeah. Like, for, like in the show and Mrs. Ms. and Mrs., you can see in her face that she got really bloated and really big. Like, in all of the pregnancy spots, the thighs, the, the, clearly the, the, the waist and the stomach, and, you know, the breasts. They, they were... It was she was not the same Maurice that we've seen before in the diva years. She comes out here to have like she knows she was still performing, she was still taking bumps, and she was still running, and she was she looked fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I uh, see, and I and actually Maurice got in some moves this time. I think a little bit more more moves than she did versus Nikki in that mixed tag match at Mania thirty three. So, I, don't, I again, I'm just. I'm excited. I got to hear Maurice's entrance music because I love that theme song of hers. I love it. I live for it. So I'm excited. Uh, other SmackDown match. Ugh, I don't really care you, about this. So what, the way we... Okay, so we've established now that three feuds right now are SmackDown. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Would you say you're more excited? And I know, I know, like your personal, your personal love of D and D, right? Mm, yeah. Would you, would you would you say Dolph and Drew and versus Ambrose and Rollins, or would you go with the Battle of the Days, as in Rooster Day and the New Day, as your next favorite feud, like on this card? Um. While I'm excited for New Day versus Rusev Day, I'm not really invested in it because I feel like I'm going to get disappointed and Rusev and Aiden aren't going to win the titles. Um, even though, we'll, we'll just go on that for a little bit. I think Lana is going to somehow counteract whoever is the third person not in the match. And I'm hoping for a Rusev Day victory. I really do. I would like to see this be like a short transitional tag mat, tag championship for them. But at the same time, I don't see them doing that. I, I don't. It's up in the air for this one. I don't know. I'm not excited about it because I don't want to get my feelings hurt when Rusev loses. Um, but going over to D&D versus Shield. Uh, I don't see them making Rollins a double champ. I don't see them removing the titles off of Dolphin Drew that quickly because they just removed them off of B team. I'm actually, you know, as much as I loved Dolphin Drew, I'm actually more excited about Ronda and Alexa than I am the two tag matches. To be honest, to be honest, because I like the way Ronda works in the ring. Yeah, she's got to work on her facial expressions and, you know, her talking ability, but I love her Christmas in the ring. I love it. It's exciting to me. I don't, I don't know if I'm just fangirling because I'm fangirling because it's Ronda or whatnot, but to know that someone's coming out of not really having a wrestling background, strictly MMA, training for, you know, for as long as she's been training, which is probably since right before Rumble when she signed... I mean, she's shown a lot of improvement, and I just, I'm riding, I'm still riding that WrestleMania high from her. So, and the fact that she's at more shows, she's wrestling more, she's still wrestling house shows more. You can tell she's putting the work. I'm more excited about that. And plus, I just want to see Alexa get her ass kicked again. So, so I think for me, right? So the Ronda, the Ronda Alexa match, I'm very intrigued with as well. I just, I find it funny because if you watch like, if you watch like a bunch of like NXT videos or like the, the training videos that WWE puts out about the NXT training arena, like you see all the stuff that sh- that Ronda has learned from like the training center into where she is now. Cause like she still throws the forward roll after she does the clothesline. She always does a forward roll. Like it's just a thing that she does, you know, and it's something they do in a training center. Like all the time you see it all the time. Like anytime you watch a video over anybody, don't throw the clothesline do a forward roll. So to see watch it now, it's still just it's it's funny to see how much technique she's actually putting into everything because everything is just it's crisp. You're right. That's just that's the only way you can put it. It's just it's so crisp and clean. You're like, yep, you're still training at the training center. When you're not at Raw, you're probably in Orlando training right now. <laughs> so it's definitely it's definitely fun to see her. And like you said, you know, she still has some things that she has to improve on, like facial feature, facial expressions, as well as like her speaking on the mic. Yeah, you know, but she's definitely 
where she was at Raw or uh, at uh, Royal Rumble to where she is now is like it's a whole different Ronda. So it's definitely fun to watch. I'm just waiting to see like where more where more of her personality comes out. She's not a bland personality like people have portrayed her to be. I'm just waiting to see like the rest of what we're gonna get from her, right? So she can sell well. We've seen her do her crisp. She's very crisp in the in the ring. She definitely. You definitely could tell, like, she needs to learn how to, like, not injure, <laughs> but, like, to put a hurt down on people without, like, actually putting a hurt down. Because you can see people like Mickey James or Alicia Fox or even Alexa Bliss, like, when they get thrown, you're like, mm, I know that hurt a lot. That's a fucking, it's a fucking it. throw. It is a fucking <laughs> throw. I dare anybody who is like, oh, Ronda's not that great of a wrestler to or is judging her to go in there and to take those arm whips because that's what they are they're not fucking arm drags mm -hmm. those are fucking arm shoulder tearing rips and those three girls alexa alicia and mickey have been taking them like fucking champs mm -hmm. because like, they're yeah especially especially with alicia you know that she's got to be kind of scared about that shit because she got like her shoulder and elbow injured all those years ago from karma. She landed on something wrong and she tore out something of her shoulder. And the fact that she's still in there, you know, taking these bumps like a fucking champ, like, mm. well, and just remember, she just came back from fracturing her coccyx. You know, she broke her tailbone. And she's landing and she is landing she on every her butt. Yeah. yeah. And then Mickey, do, like, we, yep. do we know what know Mickey was out for? Do we know what Mickey James is out for? No, they, I don't remember them really announcing it that she was out for what she was out for, what she was injured for. I think maybe it was just like that she needed a little vacation, spend time with hubby and, you know, son. I think that's what it was. Well, I know, like, I mean, I follow her on Instagram because I like, I don't know, I I love Mickey James. I've made no shyness that ever since she came back. Stalker, 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 <laughs> stalker. stalker. <laughs> but she's on a, she was on Instagram and she, uh, she was posting up pictures of her and her son, and they were, like, out, like, doing, like, jungle tours and stuff like that. So, definitely kind of cool, but I don't remember if they ever said what she really was injured. They just kept saying that she was injured. I think it was just that she needed a little vacation. So, they, she took, like, a month off or something, which is good for her. Yeah. Take some, you know, take some mental health days or whatever. Go spend time with your kid. You're doing good, Ma. Doing good. Um, so, do you have any, since I kind of brushed over all three of the matches really quickly. Um, anything to add on the other two tag matches? Yeah, so, um, I, so I have to disagree with the D&D &D retention. I think Seth and Dean takes those titles. And the only reason I say that is because it was interesting. It would just be, it would just be very Vince McMahon-ish to say, well, Roman is, is the universal champion. Seth is the Intercontinental Champion, but the Shield is the Tag Champions, and they're doing a free bird, and they're ho they're hogging all the titles until somebody can come beat them. And that's why we kind of saw like all the heels kind of coming like at them and attacking them all the time because they're trying to protect the tag titles from them. But I, ultimately, I think that it's just going to end up being like the Shield holds the titles, and now everybody wants to beat up the Shield because they all want those titles, you know. And I just I feel like that's kind of like the story that Vince McMahon is like wanting to tell without really like saying it out loud. But then that's why right. we have the dogs of war. Is that what they're calling themselves now? And yeah. They, that I just see that, that just kind of being like the thing that they're doing. But on the other side, 
I really would like to see, as much as I love the New Day, and I would love to see them carry on the titles, if Rusev Day won the titles at Hell in a Cell and maybe lost them at the Super Show, like, I, I would be okay with that because then you can give the titles back to the New Day and let them run, or you let the New Day retain and then lose them at the Super Show and let Rusev Day kind of run for, you know, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, or whatever, and then have them lose the titles after that. I would just like to see... It's just a fun pairing, and I think that once you have, like, they have that loss to Survivor Series or wherever you decide to make them lose the titles, top titles at, then you could have, like, ultimately what we're all expecting to happen, which is the Rusev, either Rusev changing or Aiden changing from heel to face to heel, and then just, you know, turning on the other person and beating them up. But ultimately, I would like to see, like, I would like to see the Super Show where it's, like, you know, new day, new day, challenging for the titles or vice versa. But someone, I would just like to see the titles change hands. I guess ultimately is what I'm trying to say. So you're you're thinking uh, Shield is going to do a new age evolution and hold all the titles? Yeah, I definitely think that's happening. Okay, and what over on SmackDown? Uh, I definitely think uh, I want to say. New Day retains, but obviously we know that the Super Show's coming up and in Melbourne, Australia, so I would say they're going to retain here at Hell in a Cell, but they're going to drop the titles at Melbourne. To Who are they facing in Melbourne? Did they I ever even, make that announcement? I don't know. Let me, Super Show? let me see. Super Showdown. I have... Let's it's see. Super Showdown. <laughs> it's the bar. Oh, yeah. So then, you know what? They're not gonna. They're not gonna drop. The, well, no, they're not gonna drop the titles. So yeah, they're gonna retain titles, and then maybe the bar can take them off their hands because they're gonna be like the home crowd favorites because they're not American or whatever. So I didn't realize about the card that we have here at Super Showdown. It is kind of telling. Who's winning what? Possibly. Well, let's before we get into the Super Showdown, because that's like... That's, that's not a, too far away. That's a month away. October 6th. Yep, and then Evolution is after that. Like two weeks after that. And then it's Survivor Series time. Survivor Series. Where? Wrestlers from SmackDown and Raw will compete in head, direct head-to-head competition. I, um, I just want to say it first before anybody else ever says it. I'm just going to say it right stop now. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. Terrible. Um, so the match I... The other matches I really could care less about. And the funny thing is that they are the two Hell in a Cell matches. And I really could care less. Can we just get those matches like first so we can just knock them out of the way? You know they're not going to do that. They might no, put Jeff definitely. and Randy on first. They might do that. Put them on first. But I, Roman and Braun are going on last. They're definitely going on last. So, yeah, I don't even... I don't even care. <laughs> Jeff and Randy, That the feud has been just kind of... Meh. It's it's definitely a shadow of their feud back in what twenty ten on Raw, yeah. 
that feud was fantastic. That what they can what they did with Jeff, Jeff jumping off like Swantoning off the scaffolding or whatever onto Randy. That I think that feud was fantastic. This is this is just weird to me. What's can weird also is, is that hmm? I'm sure you, I'm sure you were gonna say the same thing I was just gonna say that this is Randy or this is Jeff's first Hell in a Cell match. No, I was going to say that it's weird that Shinsuke is not on the card, and he is a U.S. title holder. I have that problem, too. <laughs> I, think, I think he's going to interfere in some way, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. But yeah, the other two matches on the card, the Hell in Cell matches, the thing that the pay-per-view was named after, don't care. I think it's time to do away with themed pay-per-views. Yeah. You know, like, the only pay-per-view I really like, as far as, like, a theme-wise goes, I mean, other than, the, like, obviously Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble, right? Uh, those are two Other than your ones. big four. Other than your big right. four pay-per-views, which should consistently always stay staples. Survivor Series should always have, uh, you know, elimination tag team matches. Royal Rumble needs to have the Royal Rumble match. It's just the way it should be. But I really like Elimination Chamber. And I, I don't care for Money in the Bank, but I really like Elimination Chamber. I just think that that is just, it's an interesting match, only because, like, you have, like, the, obviously the lights randomly choosing who's going in next. I say that with quotations. Yeah, but I really do like that match. I do, I really do like the whole idea of the cell. The only thing I don't like is the fact that the cell has changed. I liked it better as, like, a circular structure. Now it's more square. I'm not a fan of it, but I did like I do like Elimination Chamber. See, I'm iffy about it because with Money in the Bank, I always, I did I did not like the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I thought it was a crappy pay-per-view title, name, theme, whatever. Until they started bringing out more, like with the women's Money in the Bank briefcase now, I really think there should be a tag one as well. I think we should be definitely be thematic with it. If it's going to be the theme, I want to see it in there. There should be one for mid-tier title, blah, blah, blah. Go with it. Like, with Hell in a Cell matches or Extreme Rules, like, if it's an Extreme Rules pay-per-view, make it Extreme Rules. I want to see more hardcore matches or ladder matches or whatever it is. With TLC matches, I want to see TLC matches. I don't want to see one and then a ladder match and a, or and then a table match and a quote-unquote chairs match. Stupid. I want to see. Yeah, I, I want to see it. I want to see it. And with some of these pay per views where you only get one or two, like with these Hell of a Cell matches, eh, eh, I rather you just give me old school like Vengeance or No Mercy or Bad Blood. Give me those pay per view names and then make it Star a. Pro- yeah, make Star Cage should definitely be in December. Like, come on, Star Cage should be in December, just like WCW had it. But make these special matches appropriate for the storytelling, not just appropriate because a themed pay-per-view is coming up. Yeah, that's I my agree. With stuff like, like I said, with, with, um, with Money in the Bank, it's kind of gotten to the point where you can't really have that. Like, having it at one set time of the year, like WrestleMania, would be perfect. But also, at the same time, I also see that it could be perfect for middle of the year having its own thing. Elimination Chamber... I feel like if you were to have more elimination chambers, like one for women, one for tag teams, like the one the the one time they did that that one year, which was awesome. I think the prime time players won that one, didn't they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, like weird, but that was a great match. That was a fantastic match. 
See, so, and then like, but thinking like this, how crazy would this be, right? So, and I agree, I 100% agree. Like, why can't WrestleMania be that pay-per-view, right? So WrestleMania is really like the grandest stage of all, right? So imagine having an Elimination Chamber match. Imagine having the Money in the Bank match. Imagine having like all those matches in that pay-per-view. That would make that pay-per-view so much better. Like, you have great stories, and don't get me wrong. But every once in a while, it would be just fun to see, like, another match that is just conceived in there, right? So so with the Royal, like, especially, because, you know, you have the Royal Rumble match in WrestleMania. You have the Battle Royale, whatever you want to call it. It's the Royal Rumble for WrestleMania. And it's, it's I don't want to say it's dumb, but it's dumb. But if you had, whether you had, like, the Money in the Bank match back on WrestleMania, or even if you had the Elimination Chamber match in WrestleMania, one of those matches has to be on that show. The TLC match. Oh, my God. Could you imagine seeing another run similar to Edge and Christian, the Dudleys, and the Hardy Boys back in WrestleMania? Like, that's where that match was. That's where that match came from. Like, right. just put it back. Like, I'm, I'm with you. Cut out all the BS, all these themed pay-per-views. Let's go back to having just, like, we go back to having in your house. I don't really care. I just want... I want the matches to oh. correlate with appropriate times with the story, and I don't want the pay-per-view schedule to dictate that. Right. Exactly. Like, like having like a hell of a cell at a random time of the year because the feud has gotten just so crisp and so hot. Like that's that's like the end all be all. That's the end of the feud. You know, no more after that. And I mm, yeah. <sighs> We're going to run into that. But, yeah, so I agree with you, though. I mean, the two matches that they have on here are just, like, you know, and, like, the, the other part that I really had an issue with this, right, was Mick Foley just being randomly inserted in there. And then, like, he didn't do anything. Like, he didn't talk to Braun or he didn't talk to Roman, like, after they announced it. It was the third to last segment of six days before the pay-per-view launches. And there's Mick Foley, like, oh, by the way, I spoke to Stephanie. She said I could be the guest referee. Why? You had nothing to do with this feud except for the fact that you started this 20 years ago. You're, and, for, and don't get me wrong, you're a shell of who you used to be. You don't even need to be in a match. You could be, you could just sat there, I'm the guest announcer. I'm the guest ring bell, ring bell person. Like, I'm, why are you the referee? You could be a guest commentator. You could essentially do all the things that you were doing before. You just, I just don't understand. Like, unless they're planning, in which I've heard, that they're planning on doing like a huge thing where like Braun Strowman ultimately does something drastic to Mick Foley. Why are you there? Like, why? You're not necessary. I'm sorry. You're just not. Like, if you said Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose were gonna triple power bomb Braun Strowman off the cage, like, oh my god, like at that moment, like that's a huge I, thing. I but would, you're talking about I would die. I would. <laughs> but I'm saying that, like, having Mick Foley and then somebody leaked it out, leaked it, and I say it in quotations again, leaked out that Braun Strowman's going to do something dramatic to Mick Foley. Like, that just, that doesn't, it Don't doesn't kill matter. that poor guy. Don't yeah, kill you're gonna, he's, he's never even recovered from the first time that he got thrown off the cage. Now we're talking about possibility to do something huge to him and i think that's the whole point is it's supposed to generate like excitement like we're supposed to like what's she really gonna do but it doesn't do anything for me like you know it was like essentially the steel cage match between like big show and braun where braun was like oh it's time to take you out to the pasture old man and just like threw him through the cage 
Like, that's essentially what I kind of feel like he's going to do with Mick Foley. Like, but I don't know, man. I just, I'm not excited for the match because of that weird stipulation that he's going to be in that match. Like, I just, sorry, Mick, I love you. And you will always have my heart for all the things that you've done, but you don't need to be in this match. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. And that's my five minutes of rant. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like I said, the, the the two Hell in a Cell matches I'm I'm iffy over. So Is there a let's, pre-show match? They haven't said one, so it might be just a surprise later on. I'm on the wiki for it right now, so there's nothing here. But let's get into something uh, a little bit more exciting. And that's not the Nintendo Direct that apparently just happened, and we missed it. I missed a bunch of Nintendo games being announced for the Switch, so I'll have to go back and check on that. But um, May and Classic. We've had the first two weeks, first two, uh, eight matches. Definitely my favorite two matches have been the, the main event matches for each episode. Uh, but the the thing I want to talk about is the fact that, in my opinion, the crowd is ruining it. The crowd has been like dead during like key points of matches, and I get that this was recorded. the The first what sixteen matches were recorded on in one day, so it was, yeah. like over three hours. I get that, but it's like. You're hyped for the, when the music comes, and then you're dead for the rest of the match. And to me, seeing Ashley Rain, aka Madison Rain from TNA, former Knockouts champion, facing off against Mercedes Martinez, should have had a hype crowd the whole entire time because I was hyped the whole entire time watching that today. And the crowd killed it for me; like it nearly killed it for me. And yeah. I'm just I'm I'm disappointed in the people who attended uh, day one of the May Young Classic taping. Very well, we did disappointed. Have an insider, we did have an insider go to day two, so we definitely know right. it. Day two should be a lot louder. It should be a lot louder. If not for one person in there, Pezzy Bottoms, we know you're out there listening to us. But you definitely, we definitely know that you probably hyped this all the way up. Right. I'll be honest. I think my favorite match was um, was actually, and it's Casey. Man, Casey looked for being being so small, and she's so awesome. I'm sorry, that American Ninja training has definitely helped Casey out so much. And then watching her against uh, Rena Gonzalez, like Rena, that it was weird. Six foot, two hundred pounds versus oh my god, it was like huge. Rena looked like. Raina, it looked like watching the big show or like Braun Strowman against like Dolph Ziggler. Like it was so disparaging, like the height and weight difference. I was like, holy but that was cow. A, it was a damn good match. It like, was a great match. When Casey, when Casey got on the top rope, she did that like gymnastics, like switch, spin switch or whatever on the top rope and then did the, the her Karana thing or whatever she did. I was, I, I, I marked out a little bit. I was like, yo, I've never Yo-ho. seen that. 
even Casey's yeah, like, even ring entrance of her climbing the pole of the ring. <laughs> we were like, what sort of demon does this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to be 100%. I was like, that's that's a unique way of getting into the ring. I was like, that's just I'm, nothing. You don't see that I, normally. And that's no, so great to see somebody do something I, It's good to see something. Like, all of these girls so far have been nice and refreshing. Reyna looks, she's improved so much from last year. Uh, Rhea Ripley improved so much from last year. Katie was definitely right about Rhea. Um, that match... I don't even remember who she fought now. I just know that Rhea dominated that poor girl. Uh, who else was fantastic? Uh, Mako versus Killer Kelly last uh, last week was a phenomenal main event. Like that, the fact that we're getting it on the network, go rewatch that match. It was so fantastic. Killer Kelly and Mako did a fantastic, fantastic job. Um, kind of disappointed with priscilla kelly she i felt like she slowed down that match yeah she wasn't very exciting I, i'll be honest i think that was the one match where i was kind of like meh like right at the beginning i was just kind of yeah you know what that, that was a you that was a good starter match for the show like tv wise but because could, like if the rest of the show picked up but that match was definitely like you were definitely the starter match you could tell <laughs> that the the pace that she went with uh, Deanna Parazzo, you can tell that Deanna was slowed down by her. So, yeah, I wasn't too I wasn't too pleased with that. So, you know, and the other one too, and you had already mentioned it. I'll I'll kind of rehash on it too. Was as I was, I was excited about Ashley Rain's match. You know, even though she, for you guys who didn't watch, spoiler alert, she lost. It was really fun. <laughs> I was like, this is actually really a great. She looks really good, and they're talking about how like she has to grind her opponent out because she understands that she's usually kind of smaller, but she looked really good. And I was like, yo, I'm actually hyped about her. I kind of want to see her in NXT, and I want to see her like on the main roster now because she was. Just fun watching her do her thing. Who was it again? Ashley Rain. Oh yeah, no, and Madison Madison Rain was fantastic. I, I huge fan of hers, love her. So that I I was very surprised. I was very torn of who I wanted to win in that match. Same with the match with Lacey Lane and Vanessa Craven. Because Vanessa Craven's another big girl. She's like six foot two and she's got like this monstrous appeal. And like, I love, I love me some big girls. I love me some big girls. And <laughs> don't get me wrong, I've seen Lacey Lane on the Independence before. Lacey Lane had a really, really good match with Leo Rush uh, a, year ba- a year or two ago. And those two, like, she is definitely, in my opinion, a female version of Leo Rush. Like, just give her the ropes and she can run them. Uh, who, what else? Tegan Knox. Just, it just, I love Tegan Knox so much. Uh, MJ Jenkins versus Rhea Ripley. That was a fantastic match. I was really. I'm excited for Rhea because I liked her last year. This year, I like her edgy attitude. I think, I think it was fantastic. MJ, 
I can see a big future for her if she wherever she goes. So that's going to be good. But yeah, Deanna Parazzo and Priscilla Kelly, I could just tell that Deanna was slowed down by her. So. Yeah, I felt bad. I'm not going to lie. That match was definitely awkward. For me, it was just awkward looking. But yeah, no, I'm excited for Mia Yim, for Caitlyn, Allison Kay, Tony Storm, Ginny. Like, there's a bunch of matches I'm really, really excited to see. I was really surprised with uh, Zuxi's beating Ariel Monroe. Like, I was 100% surprised on that one. Yeah, I think that might have been one of the matches I still need to catch up on. Because I'm still, like, in the process of, like, catching everything and watching it. And well, just that keep, was episode like, two. Didn't you watch episode two? I think I, think I might have, like, kind of passed out watching that one. It's terrible. <laughs> now I feel bad talking about it. No, it's fine. It's fine. Because it's... It, it works. And it's, it's, I understand. It's, I don't know, to me, like, a lot of matches were kind of, like, I watched them. Like, I felt myself watching them, but I just didn't, I don't know. It was just one of those things where I was like, all right, that's cool. That match didn't work out as well as I thought it was going to, and this, that, and the other. So, but one of the, the few matches that definitely caught my attention, I definitely, that's why, I, like, when I brought them up, like, I definitely was, like, on board with all of the other matches I saw. But yeah, so. Uh, let's see. Super Showdown. How much, What time do we have? Oh, we're actually at a pretty good freaking pace. Uh, do, 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 do. Is there anything from the past couple of weeks of Raw SmackDown NXT 205 that you want to hit on of what you loved and you hated? Um, yeah, so we were talking about this right before we decided to come on the air. Um, so the last couple of weeks, we've been noticing that a bunch of the 205 guys have been showing up on Raw. And right. interesting theory was that because the guys on 205 are putting on these great matches, but they aren't really getting a recognition from the network that they wanted to move them to, uh, to Raw so that they get a couple matches so people will watch the network and watch those guys. Um, we thought that some of the pairings were actually really, really kind of like good pairings. Obviously, one that's really weird is uh, Drake Maverick is now the manager of AOP. And so weird. the authors of pain, but then even the authors of pain, they're AOP. Like they took that name away from them, which I'm kind of like, I don't know why, but that's kind of an odd pairing. It still kind of works because, you know, Drake is really good on the mic and obviously AOP is not, but the one that <laughs> you and I both agreed that we thought was really good was Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley, which yes. like, my yeah, man. it's a lot of fun to watch my man. And then it's like, yeah, my man, uh, the man of the hour, Golden Rush, the Golden Standard, like that guy. Like I'm excited seeing Leo Rush, like as like the hype piece for Bobby Lashley. But the bigger story is the fact that these guys are now like because they're not getting as much recognition on 205 Live, they're now just like the side piece to like these bigger stars. Like you put a big big guy with these little guys, and then you just like showcase them. So I just kind of feel like they're little trophy pieces right now. And, like, I don't know. It's cool, but it's not cool the same way. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah, I have to, I have to agree. Uh, interested, intrigued about Drake Maverick with Authors of Pain slash AOP. Uh, definitely going to be interested in that. Definitely interested in Leo Rush with Bobby Lashley. So we're going to see what comes of that. Uh, yeah. One thing I haven't liked is how Asuka is like a sidekick. 
you know, they, it just it just shows that they never had a plan for her. Like, like it's, it's, I keep hearing it brought up, like Shinsuke Nakamura, and they don't have a plan. They don't have a plan for either yeah. one. And then Carmella beats Charlotte twice clean, even though one was a cash in, and beat Oscar twice with the help of James Ellsworth. And now look at Carmella. She's playing our yep. truth lackey. Now, don't get me wrong. I like the combination. I thought it was really unique. The fact that Carmella's tweening with our truth, you know, going up against Zelina and everything. I like this whole like mixed match thing. Like that's not scheduled for mixed match challenge. Like I like it being more fluid and story driven stuff like that. But it's just kind of. I don't like what they did with Asuka's character. And I, I go back to the fact that I Asuka should have debuted as a damn heel or turned heel a long-ass time ago. Because, like, the, the whole yeah. mystique in everything is kind of gone. Like, she's just... She's playing, like... I speak a bad English with Naomi and doing funny skits now. She's almost comedy. Did you say something about teriyaki? Did you say something about <sighs> I could go for some food. Like really? Oh, it's so bad. I, that feels so I bad. had. I I cringed. I cringed. I <laughs> cringed. Like I like that Asuka has a good sense of humor that she's doing this, but at the same time, it's just like this is a departure from what you were in NXT. And the reasoning for help, and I think that's my. I think my ultimate biggest problem. Right, she could have came out and helped out Naomi. Same same road. Everything happened. I think the justification for her saying why she helped out Naomi that she they thought that she thought that was weird and that their accents were weird and that she couldn't understand them and she liked punching them in the face. You could have legit just had her say, "I like punching them in the face," and that would have been just ended at that. Right? I like it punching. Yeah, mm-hmm. ended at that. But you were like, their accents are weird. Like your accent is weird. Yes, like, that's that's the stupid comedy <laughs> bit that I don't get. Like. Yeah, she doesn't need to be a comedy bit. She legitimately no. could just been like, "I don't like their, I don't, I don't like them. I just like punching them in the face. That's it." I'm like, "Huh? So thanks." What's what's going on with Buddy Murphy on 205? Have you been paying attention to him? So, you know, he's getting all hyped up because obviously this will lead us into something else, into Super Showdown. So obviously it's in Melbourne, Australia, which is his hometown, um, and he's just like going out and just beating people up like it's just he obviously knows that he's getting his title shot against cedric alexander at the, sh- at the showdown and it's just i don't know to me i like watching buddy murphy do his thing like he's the oh, legit yeah. like i think he's i i will say this he's gonna go and win this match because obviously he's the hometown favorite and clearly we saw something similar happen with nxt here where we're gonna see it on two where the hometown hero is definitely a large pop and he's going to win the title because of Seth, the fact that he's in, a, in a, another place. And then, who knows, two weeks down the road, Cedric may win the title back or Mustafa Ali may win the title back at, or win the title at, like, on 205 Live like a couple weeks later. But it's ultimately, Buddy Murphy, you know, he, I don't know, they, they're booking him pretty strong. I like watching him do his thing. You know, I was kind of upset with, uh, on 205, I was kind of upset with Drew Gulak not winning because I do like Drew Gulak. I just like the the difference that he brings. And that match that was on SummerSlam, like, it just, it, it hurt my feelings a little bit because 
the way that match ended with like there was supposed to be an attempt to do like a funky roll and like Cedric missed it, but then you can see like Cedric laying on his back, like waving to Drew to come to him, and then like he rolled Drew up and then got the three count. It was just odd. But that match had so much more potential because of Drew Gulak's um submission ability. I was just kind of sad to see that happen. But I'm excited to see Buddy Murphy as like number one contender. I think he, like I said, he's gonna win at the showdown. It's just it's a lot of fun. And I just I like Buddy Murphy. <laughs> I have to agree that Buddy Murphy has been on point with everything. Um, I, I know we've talked about him in the past being like a hidden gem of two, uh, NXT slash 205. But yeah, no, I think I think Super Showdown is going to be his moment. I think he, he Cedric drops the title and we're going to have another very good, very well-deserved heel badass run on 205 of a heel champion. Now, who takes him down? What happens then? I I can't say, but I definitely, definitely am excited for more Buddy Murphy matches, especially more Buddy Murphy matches on pay-per-views. Yeah, I think so. It's funny watching Buddy Murphy because... He is, he, it's going to sound weird to say it like this. He's a better mouthpiece, but he's the Bobby Lashley of the 205s. Like, he's big, he's strong, like, he's got that chiseled physique. Tony Nese is, you know, they're like, they're training partners in the gym together is what they keep talking about. But Tony Nese doesn't really compare to (laughs) Buddy Murphy. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Tony Nese. He's got some abs I can drool over for days. But, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just, I really prefer, I really am really liking Buddy Murphy. Like, just everything. The whole package. 100% love Buddy Murphy. Didn't know I needed him on 205 Live until they gave him to me on 205 Live. And now I just, I don't want him to ever leave. Yeah, I agree. Um, one more thing before we head out, one thing I wanted to talk about was in the past, you and I and Katie have always talked about there needed to be like veteran statuses in NXT, right? Yes. So apparently there is now a new storyline developing that someone is recognizing that there is someone with a veteran status and keeps getting basically stepped on to boost up other people. Uh, So Cassius Ono is finally getting into a storyline where he's sick and tired of being the stepping stone for all these new uh, favorite toys of quote-unquote William Regals when they come in. And... At, he was like, at one point, I was your new favorite toy, and now I'm no longer on your radar, and I'm not getting basically chances or opportunities, and all these new toys that keep coming in keep going above the ladder on me. And he's like, well, whenever your next new toy gets here, let me know so I can knock him out, bro. Which is hinting <laughs> at Matt Riddle Matt and Riddle. Cassius Ono. Now, I... I'm already in love with this idea that at the next takeover is Cassius versus Matt Riddle. I just, 
I like the fact that, that we're getting some establishment of Cassius basically never leaving NXT, which I'm okay with because Cassius is awesome. But I feel like they need to give him a little bit more credibility than just being a jobber to the newcomers and putting them over. Uh, I think that he needs to have like some sort of title reign and definitely get some validity to than other than just being a jobber. Because I feel like that whole stepping stone thing is gonna be is gonna wear really thin on him, and it's not he's not gonna be credible to be like it's gonna be an oh he's fighting this guy you know he's gonna lose you know I I feel like they need I, I like yeah, the veteran status I but I want validity like I want him to be considered a threat I don't want I want to question whether or not the, the someone's debut match could turn into a loss you know. Well, I, I feel, feel like, like we kind of felt that way with Velveteen Dream. Remember, like, we were like, is Velveteen going to beat EC3? Like, we talked about this a while because we saw him in other matches where, like, the Ricochet match, we were like, yeah, he got beat by Ricochet. But he looked really good doing it, so, you know, it's not a loss on him. And Cassius Ono is the same exact way. We're like, hey, like, is he going to, you know, if he, he wrestles the next guy, is he going to be a stepping stone to that guy and then boost that person's career? Like, I agree with you. Like, he definitely... As much as I like seeing Matt Riddle, he Matt Riddle's gotta be the first victim. Just bam, him done, and then like they go oh, back. Matt and Riddle again. Matt Riddle they is gotta not go, gonna go down. Matt Riddle's not gonna go down to Cash Asano. If, 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 if Matt <laughs> Matt Riddle's first loss, I think is gonna come from someone like Alistair Black, Keith Lee. <laughs> I still, I'm still trying to figure out where they're going with this whole out. Who? who Alistair Black got injured and taken out by. Which, let's quickly talk on that. Uh, tell me why this one storyline is branching off into mu- multiple other storylines, like old school wrestling used to be. And I'm living for it. I love it. It's given us Bianca versus Nikki, and you can tell that that feud's going to continue. It's given us EC3 versus Lars. That's going to continue. It's giving us uh johnny versus dream because of this and it's going to continue it's it's giving us so many different feuds right now just because of this one and i'm living for it because they're all inter- they're all going to be intertwining and i think it's great and i am loving the direction of nxt like i i i've, I've always loved nxt but it's just it's more compelling to me that one storyline is branching off into multiple storylines with other people in being involved. And like, this is the way that wrestling should be. This is what Raw and SmackDown are missing. Multiple intertwining storylines that weave in and out of each other. They kind of hint on it sometimes in Raw and SmackDown, but this is like the way it should be. And I want more of it. Yeah, I-, I agree, man. And I think the other thing too is, because um, I didn't get to watch the match. I haven't got to see it yet. I don't know if, if it has happened yet. The Pete Dunn versus Ricochet match, the champion that's versus next, champion match. That's next week, I think. So, like, I am so hyped about this match, and I and I get like the Alistair Alistair storyline is like a very awesome storyline, but I have to be honest, man, this Ricochet Pete Dunn. And I think that's what the the whole point was is that there's a storyline out there for everybody in NXT. Like, you can follow the main storyline, and you're gonna find all the matches you want, or you can follow this storyline, and this is gonna give you a different set of mat, a uh, different set of things happening so it's interesting to see that you're like i still want to see what happened with alistair black but yo know, I, I can't lie pete dunn versus ricochet is definitely have me like 
I have to have this match. <laughs> like, I really need no, this match to happen. No, you're not like, wrong. Next right. next week's NXT is going to be lit, 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 lit. I'm just ex- I'm excited right now of all of NXT because all the stories that are going into it are 100. percent Like, you know, we're eventually going to get the new tandem duo of Lacey Evans and Aaliyah versus Dakota Kai and Deanna Parasso because that was hinted at this week. And then you've got Kari and Shayna still going at it. You got Nikki and Bianca going at it. It's just, it's War Raiders versus UE. And then Adam Cole having his beef with Pete Dunne and Ricochet. It's just mm, loving it. And then Johnny doing whatever with Velveteen, EC3 and Lars. I mean, just, yes. There's a lot of great, there's a lot of great feuds going on. And you're right. Like, Raw's like miss, missing that. Like, we need that. Everybody wants, like, everybody's trying to fight for the title. But the funny thing is, is, like, we're not getting that mix that should be happening. Like, it's like Vince is almost like everybody's in their own world. And it just has to stay in that world. Like, the Shield is the top dogs. Cool. So why can't Bobby Lashley want to be knocking off members of the Shield to get his point across that he wants a championship title match? And then why not have him feud with, like, Braun or with Dolph? or with this guy, or with that guy, to get those storylines kind of mixed, because I love the whole fact when the whole world is blurred, and then, like, two or three guys come out, and they want to battle for a title, and then they go battle for that person, and that person gets beat, they're like, well, you couldn't beat him, now I'm going to beat him, and then that person interferes in that match, like, it's just, I just want to see a big Charlie Foxtrot, for some of you guys who don't understand that, I just want to see a big clusterfuck of shit that's going on, where people are just it's, you don't know. Just randomly, people will, will pop out of nowhere and just feud. I just what I want. I just, that's what I would like to see. But unfortunately, we see like we know who the low level tier guys are. We know who the mid tier guys are, and we know who the top tier guys are. Right. I just want it all mixed together. Like, geez, when we were growing up, and pardon us, when we were like in the attitude as well as the aggression era, like we knew John Cena was like that guy. We knew he mm-hmm. was, but. We had Stone Cold, we had The Rock, we've had Henning, we've had Bret Hart, we've had Owen Hart, we had all these guys who at any time, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, at any time, we'd have been like, that guy's going to be champion. We're like, here, we're like, it's just Roman. It's just Roman or it's just Braun. That's it. That's the only two guys. Yeah. Like, how, no. how much of a heartbreak is it to us that Kevin Owens quit the show three weeks ago, and then two weeks no. ago, he attacked Bobby Lashley? Yeah, no, it was very inconsistent with that storyline. And then his yeah. reason, his reasoning is he was frustrated, and then Baron Corbin gave him the okay to do whatever, and then he decided to take his frustrations out in Lashley because Lashley injured Sami Zayn, which at least I guess that's a good example of interwinding, interweaving storyline, I guess. But it was like how many months ago that Sami was injured and that with that match. It's like here's like the inconsistent here's the inconsistent part that we have with it, right? So if that's the case, then why do you have him involved with the quote unquote war, dogs of war? Like why is he with Braun? Why is he a part of like this whole heel rush when he's really only after one person? He comes out here, he beats up the shield. Right. Why? Because Braun told him to. What has he forgiven Braun for tipping over his his rental car? Did he forgive Braun for like pushing him off the stage in a portal potty are we just supposed to forget this like we ain't live in the universe <laughs> we remember like please by all means have braun Strowman be like hey i'm sorry about doing all this but i really need your help to beat the shit out of these guys 
But that doesn't happen. It's like he's just like, oh yeah. By the well, way, you're a heel now. All it was kind. It was kind of explained that he basically was. He just tucked his tail in between his legs because the bully got bullied by a bigger bully, and so he's just. He's not allying with him. He just he's sick and tired of the shield shit, I guess. But yeah, it's not great. Main roster stuff again. Theme of the show. Main roster stuff is not great all the time. No, so that's not unfortunately. Any final closing remarks about anything before we get head off? So I guess really the last few things is I because I don't know we'll try to do another show next week. I don't know if we will or won't, but try to recap everything. Um, I know that. Like, SummerSlam was, like, a great show. I thought, like, it was one of the better ones I've seen in a while. So it was definitely exciting to see. The unfortunate thing, though, is that our storylines for Raw are just kind of blah. Um, Hopefully, after, like, Evolution, and I say that because there's just so much going on right now. So hopefully, we start to see that the WWE is like, hey, we're transitioning everything. Hunter is going to be running Raw, SmackDown, as well as 205, and NXT. And we're going to start pushing things in, like, a better direction with the better storylines. Because once you get past Survivor Series, we're back on – and let's be real. We're back on the road to WrestleMania. Like, it is oh, yeah. right there. I am so excited because it's almost Rumble season, and that means I get my Women's Royal Rumble. I get my Men's Royal Rumble. I get surprises. I get excited. This is it's, – it's about to be that season. As soon as Survivor Series comes and goes, it's that season to where I get hyped. So oh. we will see how much and longer – terrible writing i have to deal with until we get to something good you know what we didn't talk about though like i don't know if you watched or not did you watch all in i did not because i was at dragon con that weekend so i have not turned it on yet so if you want we can we can give me give me the weekend to watch it and we can discuss it with your recap of hell on cell next week we can it'd be awesome because i definitely I thought it's definitely something we should definitely hit on because it let's be real. Like remember they only sold, they were supposed to sell 10,000 seats. They sold out, they sold out the arena. And instead they had like 11,000 people in, in the center, like cheering on. So it was definitely cool. It's definitely something we should be touching on because that kind of like puts it out there on WWE. Like, Hey, you're not the only person that can do this. We can, you can have other shows. We can sell out show. We can sell out. We can sell out arenas and shows and places too. So suck it. And but do yeah. it better. I don't so know about that. I don't know about that. The product, the wrestling product, may be better, but also the wrestling product is different for eat for between New Japan and Ring of Honor versus WWE. Different, different style of product. So yeah. But uh, so. Before we go, just want to uh, give a shout out to the people at GAM, Don and Jax. Uh, they are front and center for everything that was going on with the recent shooting that happened at the Good Luck Have Fun Bar. Uh, so thank you to Ryan and to the GAM team and the rest of everyone down there for the community. Uh, just joining together, being supportive, and raising us, the whole gaming community, up in this really difficult, rough time. Uh, the Good Luck Have Fun Bar is a place where I've been before and where a lot of GAM-supported events have been hosted at. And so it's it was really rough to see this happen in our town, in a community that we have been building for such a long time. So uh, thank you to the GAM community. Thank you to all the gamers and everything else like that, just helping support the victims 
and the owners of Chicago Pizza and Good Luck Have Fun. So thank you guys. Shout outs to you guys. If you don't know what GAM is, definitely check them out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Ryan's at, at GAM Ryan. So definitely check him out. And also, if you're going to be in the Atlanta area for sometime in the wintertime or whatever, we actually have a really big convention that I'm actually a part of. I'm an ambassador for now. Uh, it's called uh, DreamHack Atlanta. And it is going to be going on November 16th through the 18th at the Georgia World Congress Center. You can actually get your tickets now. Uh, so you can just go to dreamhack.com forward slash Atlanta. And it's going to be an awesome event where we're going to have video games there. We're going to have expos on uh, different games, live music, concerts, and everything, which I can't announce who it's going to be yet, but there are some big names that are going to be there. We also have a bunch of esports competitions and prize pools. We got board games, all that stuff there. So you definitely want to check it out. Again, dreamhack.com forward slash Atlanta. And that is November 16th through the 18th. And it is sponsored by some pretty cool people. So I recommend checking it out. If you're not even going to be there, tell the people who you know who live in the Atlanta area. And uh, if you have any questions about that, definitely give me a holler or send anyone over at Franklin Culture a holler so that way they can give you the info. What do you got, Cliff? Uh, you know, just uh, kind of sort of concepts. You know, definitely shout out to Gam for everything that's going on in Jack's. Uh, just being strong in the community. So I definitely like that. You know, it's it's not a community I grew up in. I'll be honest. I, I I lived there for a year. I was around for a year. So I got to hang out. It definitely has been a huge hole in my heart and just saddened, especially because of like the circumstances that came out of it, especially where the person's from, because that's where I currently am. So it's definitely it's definitely sad to see. But I definitely thank you for those guys for just standing up and saying that we're going to support this community. So it's definitely a big thanks to you guys. Um, another thing, uh, don't forget, uh, just hop on uh, serotonics.net. Uh, go out there, just support uh, my gym apparel company. It's definitely huge. We're growing. We're definitely coming out with a few new designs. So you guys can definitely jump on and have some fun and uh, you know put on some new gear if you guys want to you know, feel like you want to get in shape and make yourself feel like you're breaking bad habits. Definitely go out and pick up one of our shirts and uh, you know support the community. Uh, and one last but not least. I'll I'll find one for you. I'll get you, you one. Thanks. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. Uh, last thing, if you guys want to follow me on Snapchat or Instagram or even on a uh, on Facebook or Twitter uh, at cm underscore miller eighty five, you guys can follow me there. I'm no one wants always to do that. On pictures. No one wants that. Uh, I beg to differ. I beg to no differ because that. a lot of people have been seeing the wrestling mm-hmm. videos that my daughter and I have been putting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite hilarious. Especially if you paid attention today, paid paid attention today where we did the Wolfpack song. It was definitely amazing. (laughs) By so many people, you mean all of your alternate personalities and your wife. Yep, definitely. See, you're on board. You already know. I I already know because I pay pay attention. (laughs) All right, guys, that will do it for us. Uh, So, Cliff, same bat time, same bat channel next week. We'll recap all in and we will recap Hell and Cell and whatever else happened the, the, in the next seven days. You want to do that? Yeah. My man. Oh, my man. All right. My man. On behalf of the Franken Culture team, including Katie, Anthony, Steve, and the rest of the game that I am not going to mention because A, I don't remember the names, and B, they don't matter because they're never on here. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye.